Welcome to another episode of Chan with the Plan, the podcast, a podcast providing career advice and easy actionable steps for frustrated professionals, helping you overcome career challenges so you can stop feeling confused and defeated and start feeling focused and confident in order to excel in your career. And I'm your host, Max Chan. If you are a job seeker looking for your next opportunity or a professional that feels stagnant in their career and are looking for strategies on how to get to the next level, then come join my private Facebook group. In the Facebook group, I post daily content providing career advice to help you get to the next level, as well as job search tips in order to help you land your next opportunity. I will provide a link in the show notes for you to join my Facebook group, or you can go on Facebook and search up my Facebook group name, Career Advice with Chan with a Plan. When it comes to achieving success, one of the mantras that I live by is that you are 100% responsible for your results. And you should always focus on what you can control, not what you can't. And when it comes to controlling what you can, it starts with your mindset and your own self-beliefs. Many people fall into the trap of putting imaginary obstacles or having limited beliefs in their potential, which throttles their success and sets them up for failure. There's a saying that goes, you are what you focus on. And a common example is, let's say you go to a car dealership and buy a new car. When you drive it off the lot, the first couple weeks, you see the same car that you're driving a lot more than before you bought it. So if you believe you can't do something and you go in with low confidence, you will not do it because you don't actually believe you can. So it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. Although it is hard to deprogram your mind from thinking negatively to more positive thinking, I have brought on a guest that can provide some strategies to help you overcome your own self-limiting beliefs in order to grow the career that you want and achieve the success that you want. Her name is Mara Palermo, and she is a certified coach who helps guide people to break through limitations, awaken their potential, and develop a self-mastery mindset so that they can create a life that they actually love. She also has a lash and hair studio and loves transforming the look of clients that enhances their beauty and more importantly, feels great on the inside. Now let's get into my discussion with Mara on how to overcome your limiting beliefs in order to achieve your full potential. Good afternoon, Mara. Good afternoon. How are you? Good. Thanks for coming on my podcast and discussing your expertise on limiting beliefs and the field of failure and fear of success, which I thought is new to me. It's like, why would someone be fearful of success? But we're going to get into that uh, throughout our discussion. In my uh, opinion, I think that when it comes to obstacles, yes, there are external factors that affect it. But at the end of the day, I truly think it's the mindset. So if you can overcome your limiting beliefs, you can do anything you set your mind to. What's your thoughts on that? Yeah, like I, I agree. Like I, I feel that like with limiting beliefs, it's, you know, it's these, these beliefs that we have that I feel like we, they're always there though. Right. And so one of the things was like overcoming them, you know, I feel though, it's like, it's like, we'll never be able to really truly overcome them, but I feel like there's just this emotional impact that it has that I feel like we can resolve that and like, let that go. You know, and so as like that, like really releases and we just like kind of let it go, 
we can start to create new beliefs because then if we start creating new beliefs, then we can start moving in a different direction. But absolutely, everything starts like with our mindset, right? So yeah, I agree. So let's take a step back. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about what is limiting beliefs. Like if you can provide examples in your life where you had a limiting belief, that that would help as well. But yeah, let's start with the foundational piece of what is a limiting belief. So oh, I love that question. Okay, so I do believe that a limiting belief is this like emotional impact where we don't know how to resolve it or even where it comes from sometimes, right? And so it will stop us from moving in the direction of our dreams and our goals, right? So it's holding us back from living our best life or taking that promotion or doing the things advancing us in careers. So for an example, it could be the fear of success. It could be the fear of failure. It could be, I'm not good enough. I'm not worthy enough. So those are different, you know, limiting beliefs. I believe that, you know, they come from like three different things. And, and one is, conditioning. I think that, you know, when, you know, we were exposed to, you know, maybe it's an idea or a thought or something, you know, somebody else's belief, right. That, that we heard numerous times over and over again. So maybe it's from like a parent or a teacher or professor or someone. And so because of these thoughts that were just almost like, just spoke over and over and over again, it's like we then, you know, kind of take that on as ourselves, right? And it could be some just someone's imp- opinion just enforced. So we take that on and then we adopt it as our own. So it comes from like conditioning. And so then another piece is is the trauma, right? Is that, you know, we can have this emotional impact that has happened and it doesn't have to be physical. You know, it could be mental, it could be emotional and it's something that really just shocks, you know, like our nervous system, right? So so then there's that. Um, that that'll be kind of like coded up. And so then I feel like there's this other piece of it, which is like our vision and possibility. And, and a lot, oftentimes people are driven by their past, right? So by being driven by their past, like you have this vision of what you want to do, but then your, your past becomes your future. So then it's like, because you're stuck in the, the pain, you know, you're stuck in these old thoughts and these old habits and so by by doing that, you know, over and over again, you're just creating more of the same. And now again, that past becomes your future. But if we create like a new vision and something that you're really like compelled to you're you're then you're like, "Ooh, this is this is what I really want in my life." Then we can start moving in that direction and start rewiring some of these beliefs. So let's get into more in depth Sure. With your life, how has uh, limiting beliefs affected you and what did you do to overcome them? Oh, yeah. So I feel uh, like, well, for me, my my whole thing was always like I was a fear. I had I was afraid of rejection and also a fear of, you know, fear of, I would say, failure, but also succeeding because the success piece, I thought, was like, you know, I had to like let go of some people, you know, or like things like that. And that really affected me because I wanted to be liked and I didn't want to be judged and I didn't want that. So I feel I put, you know, a lot of weight as well on the fear of failure because I've had other businesses before and things like that, that I looked at as, you know, failing. Right. And so one of the things that for me was, I thought it was like really scary, you know, to, to start another business. 
And so, um, because of the fear of failure, that was my big limiting belief. But then I started to, one of the things that shifted was like creating again, a new belief, you know, and of that, you know, it, it wasn't so much the failure. It was just a learning lesson for me. And I started realizing, looking at it in a different way. And so as I did that, my beliefs, you know, the fear of, you know, moving forward kind of, you know, would just, it would lessen and that I was able to develop new habits. And so when I started doing that, I started believing in myself more and that was causing me to take more aligned actions. So then over the, over the course of doing that, I was really able to kind of like let, let that go. Not saying that it's always gone, but I know how to like, you know, I know that my mind, you know, is, I kind of know how that works now. Right. So it's like, I can shift that easily, you know, instead of getting caught up in it. Going back to the fear of failure, when someone tries something one time and then it doesn't go the way they want, they tend to want to hide and not want to do it again. They tend to want to avoid it. But many successful entrepreneurs will tell you that they had to try multiple times before they end up finding that business idea that actually took off. So why do people avoid failure? Like it should be a learning lesson. Like, okay, this business didn't work. Let me try something else. But they say, okay, this didn't work. I'm just going to go back to my job or something of that sort. So how can people push past that? fear of failure and keep going, even though it is uncomfortable. Yeah. I, oh, I know. And I think it's, again, it's, it's just choosing and, and, and having that vision. I really big believer with having a big vision of like what it is that you really want to create, because even though I still do that, right. I maybe make a decision. I'm like, Oh, I didn't think that was the best decision, but it's like, because of what I want to create it, it'll get me back up, you know, to do it again. But I do think that people, you know, like when they have that fear of failure, it's because they're afraid of like either what others are going to think of them or they just take it so personally. Right. Because I know I used to do that. But then we're just giving this control and the power to these outside circumstances. So, you know, for them to be able to almost like, okay, like this happened, you know, and what did I learn from this? Because everything I do believe is, you know, something there to, to learn. So it's like, okay, maybe, you know, you should have taken this, this, this job, but you chose not to. And then you want to beat yourself up, you know, because you feel like you failed at that. But then at the same time, you're learning, you know, how well to like go to interviews. You're learning, you know what I mean, things about yourself. And so then, you know, like the next time, you know, you can go and do something differently. You know, and and I think that if we're looking at it in terms of growth opportunities instead of failures, then it'll, it'll you'll be able to keep going forward. Environment is a big influence on our mindset, as you said earlier. And one of the biggest influences that we will get is from our parents. And let's say you want to start a business. And then the old way of thinking is that, oh, starting a business is too risky. You just stay at your safe corporate job but you're trying to fight this internal battle. And it goes back to like, you shouldn't really care what your parents think because like they're not invested in your business. It's still your life. You can do what you want, especially when you don't live with them anymore, right? So why is it so ingrained in us that we still want to please our parents, even though like they don't really have that big of an influence in our lives once we start getting older and moving out on our own? Yeah, well, again, it's like that pressure, right? It's that I... maybe don't feel good enough as me. So I have to do what my parents want because I'm going to get that validation. 
you know, they're going to be proud of me. And so we tend to sometimes abandon our own dreams because we want to make our parents happy. And you're right. Like it's, they're there for a small part of our life. I mean, they're always our parents, but you know, we really have to take that, that power back and make the decision for ourselves. So I do feel like when you want to do something that is for yourself, and especially in entrepreneurship, you got to get around people that are already there. You know, they already are doing it. They're, they're the people that, you know, kind of taken that leap. And so being able to be around them, because that was one of the things that I realized, you know, I love my parents to death, but it was just something different. You know, they, and I realized they came from a different era, you know, it just, you just didn't do this, you know, so I didn't have the opportunity and there's nothing wrong with that. It's just that understanding there's so much out there. And if I put myself around the, the right people, which I would seek, then I was like, yes, like, you know, I'm around like more like-minded people. And then I didn't seem so, it didn't seem so far for me. It seemed like it was something that was very achievable. If I went to my parents and say, hey, I'm uh, doing a podcast right now, they wouldn't know what that is, right? <laughs> so they might think like, oh, is that like radio for the internet, right? So it, it goes back to like, as technology evolves, they're going to be less knowledgeable and understanding what it is. So you can try to educate them. But if you think that this is where you need to go in your career, you have to do what's best for you. Again, I think the biggest thing a lot of people do is they, they, they're living a life based off how others think they should live. And then they end up not being congruent with themselves and they end up not being happy, right? Exactly. And then they're, they're older, you know, in their life. And then they, they stop because they're like, wow, all these years I did this because they're always trying to seek that validation from this outside source again. And it could be your parents. You want them so badly to be like, Hey, you know, I'm so proud of you for doing this. But then that's how, what I used to take on. I used to think that I'd have to like either make them proud or happy. But if you really sat down with your parents and asked them, they really want you to be happy, right? Unless they're really obviously making you feel like you have to do what they say. But for, for the most part, what I find is that they really want their, you know, the, their children to be happy. And so if that means, you know, doing something completely different, they might, like you said, they're not going to know what a podcast is. They're not going to know what I'm doing either. But like over time, you know, they kind of start to see something, you know, like for me, I'm like, I invite them into my Facebook group, you know, so that they can kind of see what I'm doing. You know what I mean? It's like they hop on, they see a live. Okay, great. But eventually if they, they're just happy that I'm, that I like what I'm doing, you know? So, so I'm Asian, right? So the, the joke is, uh, as long as you're making money, they don't care what you do, right? So if the, it's one of those things like, if I, I show them my revenue streams uh-huh. with doing something that's out of the ordinary, and they see it's good money, they'll be, oh, okay, if, if this is making money, and you're paying your bills, then whatever, right? So right, exactly. I, I think like, they're just worried that if you're trying something new, and you're not getting the immediate result, they think that yeah. you're wasting your time. But yep. again, anything that's worth doing takes time. So if you build it up, Obviously, there might be some friction with your parents, but then when you show them the results and they see that you are generating money uh, from this, mm-hmm. usually the parents will back off at that point. Exactly, exactly. Because you know, and 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 some some of like our parents, depending on where you're at, you know, like parents, grandparents, you know, they they've come from like that that big de- like the depression era too, you know. And so like back then, and when all these different things are going on, it's like you're just holding on to what you have, right? So we don't, they just were, their minds couldn't even understand what what we can do now. And yeah, and so I think it's just like, 
like you said, it's, it's like if as long as they're paying the bills and you're doing it and you're happy, I think over time they might be like, okay, but they do. They want to keep you safe. You know, they don't know any different. And again, it goes back to their beliefs, right? Because it goes back to what, what's been in their mind and, and what they know is from their past, you know? So it's like, they're just thinking like what is going on in their mind is going to happen in the future for you. So I want to, Go back to what you said about finding your tribe and associating yourselves with people that you want to become. So there is a couple limiting beliefs with that, right? So let's say I want to be a millionaire and I go to this event with a bunch of millionaires, but I'm not making a lot. So I feel uncomfortable with these high value people. I'm sure you've experienced this with you or your clients where they want to be at a different stage and they feel uncomfortable reaching out to these people. So why don't you elaborate with me more on that and how can someone overcome that mindset saying that, yes, you're not there yet, but you still have that value where these people will help you and take you seriously. Yeah. So I remembered something similar, something like that happened. And, and I was in network marketing like uh, a while ago and we were at some kind of like convention and they were with all these women and, and men as well too, but they, they were so successful. And at that time it was like very new for me, you know, to, to really kind of branch out into this stuff. And so I was like, oh my gosh, it's like, I wanted to talk to all these people, but I was so afraid. And I had this like imposter syndrome going on because that's exactly how I felt. Like I wasn't worthy. I'm not good enough. Why am I even in this room with these people? So, you know, but I do believe that was where the transformation was, was because I still went to it. And, and maybe at the first time I didn't speak to them, but just to be in that room, do you know what I mean? Like it started to build that, like, this is what's available. This is amazing, you know, and I just love the energy. I love listening to him and the mindset. And so that's why the next one, I was like, I couldn't wait to go again. And it was almost like you just like get a little closer. So the second time I remember just, just, I was with one of my girlfriends and she was a little bit more, didn't care so much about it. So I was like, will you go up and ask, you know, like, and it was just like, even then it was like having someone that, to support me through it. It was like, as soon as we walked up together and I was just like, I just started asking questions. You know what I mean? Again, it was like, I didn't allow myself to just walk out of the room. I just kept moving forward, but it was like a little inch at a time. And I think that that's, it's the same thing because I do believe when they're, especially in that arena, they were once where we were, you know? And so they want to be able to support and help. And I, and I started looking at it in that way. And then I started to kind of get over myself too so so what are some tips that you can provide my listeners on how to reach out to high value people without feeling intimidated so i would say even before because i did this before too like before you're going to do that i would like write out a list of all the things that i accomplished and and i don't care if it was like you know tying your shoe like i mean every little thing that you really could think of that you have really you know overcame. I was just writing things down. It's something that I would, you know, really take on a lot of things that were like, you know, whether it's like an affirmation or something like that. I felt like once I was able to do that and put that down and see those things, it kind of excited me and it boosted my confidence. Whereas like, you know what, I have accomplished a lot myself and I want to be able to learn from them. You know, so when I was coming from that place of like, here's what I want to learn and here's what I want to ask them, it was just like right in front of me and it kind of took away the fear and I was just able to just go and execute that. So 
So those are like some, just some little tips just to do like right before, you know. Speaking of execution, mm-hmm. limiting beliefs is very hard to beat and defeat, right? So if you've been having this belief for 25, 30 years and you want to do something different, it's going to be difficult to branch out and break away from those limiting beliefs. So what would you recommend from a mindset and strategy perspective on helping people overcome their limiting beliefs in order to become their best self? Oh, that's a good one. Um, I, I do say that for for really to to uncover them, I know one is understanding that we all have them because I know that that's one of the things like a lot of people and even myself included, I felt like I was alone. You know, I felt like I was like the only one that was like afraid to do these things. And I was looking outside as if, Everybody, you know, was able to do stuff better than I was faster. And so once I was able to sit down and really realize we all have that, we all have a limiting belief and we are able to pretty much, if we are able to think up and create these beliefs, we're able to create new ones. So I would say, you know, if you're saying like, I'm not good enough, or if you're feeling unworthy, what is something that is going to serve you? Because that's just not serving you. So what is something that's going to serve you? So maybe it is something where your, your, your belief is like, you know, I am powerful because, and when you put I am powerful because your, your mind is going to start to, to go find the evidence of why you are powerful. Because that's what our brain wants to do. It wants to make us right. So it's like, so as you're doing that and writing those things down, you know, it is repetition. One of the things too that I started, that I work with, with my other coach, Shane, is we call it the happy switch. And it's one of the methods that we teach in our, in our um, course and stuff. And also in our group. And that's able to really like release any kind of like resistance so that you can continue moving forward and just kind of be in the moment. But getting present, and I know a lot of people get, they're not sure about what that means, but when you are in the moment and allowing yourself to just create your own beliefs, it really starts to transform, you know, the way that you think. And so I would say just to continue doing something like that over and over again, you know, if it's something that you have, because eventually you'll start to believe it, even though at first it'll seem very crazy, you know, and, and uncomfortable you will over time. So we are living in the Instagram era where everybody wants things now and trying to undo limiting beliefs that you've had for 25, 30 plus years is going to take a while. So how can someone stick to the process to continuing to unlock their true self and getting rid of these limiting beliefs? What's the timeline usually for someone to finally get rid of those limiting beliefs and start being true to who they are? I mean, I, you can see shifts within, you know, even, even in a few weeks, I know it sounds like a long time, but if you're consistent with it, you can see it that way. You know, you can start to feel it. You can start seeing it differently, but it is something you want to consistently do. But the other thing too, is like I was saying, was like the, one of the things that really supported me was we call it the happy switch. And that is the, the process that I go through it. And it helps to increase satisfaction and decrease the pain. So it allows us to be in the moment. And so we can continue to take the action because that's really what the beliefs are, right? It's like when we call them limiting beliefs, it's stopping us from, I mean, it's, it could be as simple as like, I want to go to the gym today, you know, and it's, I want to go to the gym, but there's all these things that'll start to come up mentally. 
So to be able to, again, see where you're at, like, well, what is stopping me, you know? And once you start to ask yourself questions, like, what is it that's stopping me? What is this belief? You're able to make a decision at that point. So the point is, is that we always want to try to get into action, right? Because that's really what it is. The beliefs aren't just going to like magically disappear. So one of the, so that's why I was saying that, you know, if they wanted something faster, then, you know, that's what we provide. And that's why we, we love this process. And it's definitely like revolutionary because it'll help you to release these beliefs within like 15 minutes or less. So that's also an option too. But to, just to continue doing it, it's repetition. Yeah, you, you can only get better through repetition. Like yeah. You can't do something a few times and then expect drastic results. It does take time to build, right? Exactly. It builds because, you know, you're not going to go and like, if you wanted to play basketball, you're not going to just go and like play basketball one time and be like, oh, I should be great. No, you have to do it over and over and over and over again. And it takes years and commitment and, and dedication. So yeah, for definitely, it's the same thing when you're training your, your brain and your mind, you have to do things over and over again. So I'm, I'm sure you heard the book from Malcolm Gladwell, The 10,000 Hours, right? Oh, yeah, I've heard. I haven't read it, but I've heard of it. Yeah. Okay. So like, what's your opinion about like, how much time does one have to spend on a consistent basis to get to a certain peak performance level? Well, I, you know, you can, you can start as, as easy as like five minutes, five minutes just to, to, to get yourself in the morning, just to get your, your mind right. If you gave yourself five minutes, you can at least start there. But, you know, ideally, I know that like in the morning, it's, it's anywhere from, you know, maybe like 20 minutes to 30. Sometimes if I really want to get into something, I could, could I spend an hour? Sure. And really getting my mind right. But I feel like there are other ways that you could just do it faster. In terms of accountability, having someone hold you accountable or having a group to hold you accountable, it's good. But a group can only do so much that you still have to do it on your own. And I think one of the biggest issues is being accountable to yourself and only to yourself. So what are some recommendations that you can provide to make sure that people are sticking to the regimen? Yeah. Oh, and again, I think it goes to the vision piece. So even if it's for something in your career, something for your health, something for your family, you know, really seeing what it is that you want and getting so connected to what that vision looks like in your mind, like what it looks like, what, what, who's there, what, what smells are there, you know, what you're hearing, like really getting into your vision and connecting it with your, your sensories. But then also, once you have it there, you're just emotionally connected to it. And when you get really connected to where you want to go, it like your internal motivation, it just, it's, it's more of a flow and excitement. And that's where the momentum is instead of like a push, like I have to do this, I need to do this, where it seems very forced. So when, so every morning, that is something that I sit down with and I just, I just visualize exactly what I want to create. And because I'm so there, it's like so real to me, I just will start getting into action. I don't feel like I have to do this anymore. You know, I, I think a common a misconception is about building habits that like you're, you're not trying to build habits to complicate your life. You're trying to build habits that suit your life. And it's more about 
building a lifestyle. So for example, let's say New Year's resolution, you want to lose weight. So you start going to the gym and you want to build up the habit of going to the gym, but you feel you struggle to do it on a consistent basis. But even if you lose that weight, you can't stop. You have to keep going, right? So that's, it's more of a lifestyle where like once you go to the gym, you will have to do it for the rest of your life because it is that lifestyle that you want and you have to maintain it over time. It's not just you build a habit and then you get the goal and then you stop, right? Right. Exactly. It, it builds onto other things, right? Because now it's like you have this habit and what happens is, let's say, like you just were saying, with you're working out, you're working out. And then all of a sudden you're just feeling amazing. You're looking good. Um, you have a lot more energy and you're, you're more pleasant. So what that does is it just starts to trickle into everything. You're, you're nicer to your coworkers, you know, you're, you're nicer to people in, you know, in your building, you're, you're nicer to people that are in your family. And so because of that, it starts to really build, you know, your confidence and starts to build you internally. And again, once you do that and you're starting to build a confidence and you're committed and you're seeing these results, that's when you're like, Oh, I can do this or I can do this because now you're kind of already you're already in that momentum you're already you're already moving in that direction so when it's something else that comes your way you know you're not afraid anymore to take something on because you already know how to build a habit because you were just doing that with let's say working out or something like that so you know it starts to to branch off in all areas and really that's where your your life starts to expand so we've talked more about the the mindset a shift in strategies to change your mindset, but how about some practical tips in terms of, I, I know we talked about like vision. So with having a vision board or writing mm -hmm. in a journal daily. So what are some like practical tips to like help see your progress? Yeah. So, so vision boards are great because it is something that keeps, you know, keeps you focused. One of the things is, you know, what is, what does that look like? But also what, like, what is it that you want to feel? Because oftentimes I find that the miss the missing piece is like, yes, there's like this vision board and that's great and to see the things, but there's like no connection to it, right? So it's like, well, how do you want to feel? Because that's really what we want, right? We want to feel accomplished. We want to feel proud of ourselves. And so that's why sometimes you can get the things, like you can get the achievements, but you might not, it doesn't really change anything. You don't feel anything. So so when, when I'm talking about that vision, I'm talking about like you, like you're saying, yeah, you want to get a little bit more in depth with that. You know, if you're having like this, if you want a beach house, let's just say it's like, well, who's there with you, you know, naming, like who's there, you know, what are you guys doing? What are you guys eating? You know, what are you guys doing for fun? Where's it located? Really getting like detailed with it and bringing it to life. And so that's one of the things that you'll start to be like, wow, and this feels amazing. And I'm happy. And we're, you know, like, you'll start to add the emotion to it. What by doing that, if you visit that every single day, it starts to become a picture in your mind. So you can just sit, you know, you don't have to really do anything, but you can just sit within yourself, close your eyes and, you know, and visualize that almost like a movie. And then you start to see that and you start to feel that that will start to, you know, to get you to get you um, excited, but then also want you to get into action. The biggest issue when it comes to goal setting for many individuals is external goals and internal goals. So a lot of people go with external goals. So the vision yeah. board might be plastered with like fancy cars, a big house uh, traveling yeah. as an example. But again, like we know that 
those are novelty feelings that you'll feel great for the few minutes that you got the vehicle, but then you're, you're back to that normal state after a certain period of time. So how can one find what they truly want compared to what they think they want? Oh, that's so good. So again, we call them true goals. And the way that you know that it's something that you really want, because of course, like some people were like, oh, I want a car. Oh, I want this. I want that. And that's just like, again, like you said, the bait, those, those material things. And there's nothing wrong with that at all. You know, of course, if you, we all want stuff, right? But the thing is, is to know if it's really true for you is because you can ask yourself, why do you want it? And if you ask yourself why you want it, and if there's any other reason besides just because I love it, then it's not true because you're trying to either resolve something or you're trying to, you know, there's, there's something internally that you're trying to resolve. So sometimes they'll be like, well, I think I want a relationship because I don't want to be alone. Do you know what I'm saying? So it's really not like a true result. So if you're like, I just want this beautiful boat just because I love boats and I just want to, you know what I mean? Like take all my friends, then that's true. And when it's really true, you'll be able to achieve that faster and it'll be more fulfilling for you. But if it's like all these things like, well, my parents think I should have this big house or I'm going to get this car because of this reason or that reason. Do you see what I mean? Like it's not really going to be true for you. So it's, it's not going to be as fulfilling. Yeah, I've worked with and speak to young professionals. And when I ask them why you want to work at these tech companies, it always goes back to these extrinsic factors such as a brand name, make good money, a good reputation. Those emotions are fleeting. But then once you work there, you actually have to do the job. And then if it's not what you actually want to do, it starts getting repetitive and starts getting boring. And then you end up not being fulfilled with that work, which is probably why a lot of these people that end up going to these companies, they end up leaving within a few years because they realized it wasn't what they wanted to do originally. It's just from all the influences from uh, outside, whether it's their parents or TV, their friends, that that's the right move to make. But in reality, it wasn't really what they wanted. Exactly. Exactly. So that's one of the reasons why, you know, in, and that's what for uh, for me, like that's what I love to do, like with with clients and stuff, is really get them to these really true goals, so that they're it's coming from them, like you said, not from anybody else, not because my my dad worked there or my uncle or I got this job because of this or I think because of that. It's really true because of what they want internally, because that is what's going to put you in that direction, and really you're you'll more than likely want to stay in that, you know, in that, uh, on that course. So let's talk about fear of success. Cause I've never actually heard about that. Right. So there's fear of failure. And then there's this term that I just heard from you, fear of success. So can you elaborate with me more on that? Yes. Oh, so fear of success. I, I guess the best way to explain that is because it's almost like when you think of like you were talking earlier about, like, let's say you want to be around in a, in a room of millionaires like that, right? When you're just afraid to even ask them a question, there's just like this fear because you're like, oh my God, I'm, I'm nothing like them, right? But so it's almost sometimes like this overwhelming sense of like, if I have this success in all these things, like, am I going to be able to even maintain that? Like, what do I do with that? Like, I don't even know how to balance my checkbook, let's just say, for example, like, you know, so to have like all this money or to have all this success, and it's, it's, it can be overwhelming, it can be daunting, where it's like, you know what, 
oh, that might be too much for me. I'll just stay over here in my little small safe spot, you know? So that's, that's how I would explain that. That safe spot is the comfort zone, right? That's the comfort zone. Oh, yep. Got your blanket and your pillow. You're like, I'm okay over here in this comfort zone. I don't want, I don't, I don't know, like, because, you know, that would mean up leveling, right? It might be all different things. And, and it might even be the friends or the colleagues and the people that you're around. You might not be around them as much anymore because now you're in a different, you know, you're around different people. And I think oftentimes people want to feel so, you know, um, like part of something and that they belong that they're afraid to like leave people behind. That's actually a good point that you brought up because the higher you climb the ladder of success, the more lonely it is, right? So people don't feel, they want to feel that sense of belonging because it does get lonely at the top. So how does one like mitigate those type of emotions? Oh, and yeah, it's definitely, it's definitely real, you know, because you, you start, because not everybody is meant to be in your vision, right? Forever. And they, or even along the journey. And so it's like, as you do start to grow, maintaining relationships that are the same, like in terms of if they're growing and evolving, that's awesome because you do want to have that sense of community. But then as you're growing and as you're moving into another level, you do want to seek out again, like, like networking and also other community, people like, like-minded. And sometimes it's not easy because everyone's kind of busy doing their own thing, right? So it's like to maintain that. And so one of the things like I used to do is I used to be very involved. And if it was something that really brought me joy, and it could be, it could be a book club, it could be something, something where it's like, if you can't find it, I would create it because of community and because that was really important to me. Because I did kind of go through some of that with with being a business owner and also a lot of a lot of like alone time. So sometimes you have to create again some of the things that you want in your life as you start to go up the ladder and you're kind of a little bit more alone per se. But usually, like as you're growing and evolving, it's cool because you start to open yourself up to all different opportunities. You meet new people. And then it just expands your network. So, so just you know, keeping connected. I think when it comes to friendships and relationships, a lot of people continue them past the expiry date because they, they want to hold on for whatever reason, and it's hard to break away from that. So, so what's your suggestions on that? Yeah. So that's hmm, that's a couple. There's a couple different things there. One is because knowing when it's time to go right? That's, that's the number one thing you really need to know because, and it might not be someone that let's say you're in some have a friendship or something. And you're at that point where you're like, Ooh, it it might just be, you don't see them every single week. You see them once a month, right? It's just something that you're slowly starting to break free from only because you want to be able to use your, your energy into and put it into people and into things that are going to grow and evolve you. And so when you're in these relationships or friendships as well, they start to get stagnant and notice and check in with yourself and your energy. When I'm around this person, am I excited or am I drained? You know, like what's my energy level? And so as you start to look at it in that way, not saying that you have to get rid of everybody, but again, you can start to say like, okay, might not hang out with them so much, or 
I'm about to go to this interview. I'm not going to answer the phone for this friend because they're going to bring me down. You know what I mean? Like you start to see things in a different way because you really want to be able to check your energy. <laughs> so how does one find like-minded people? So let's say that there's a certain goal in mind, a certain level you want to be at. How can one find those communities to help you elevate your game? I, uh, Facebook is a great place because you can find things that are locally or you can find things that are just like all over the world, you know, so you can find like-minded people that let's say you, you want to, you know, be around podcasters, you know, like you can do that because we have Facebook. So social media, I do think is a really good avenue. I know that for me, you know, when I wanted to meet somebody, people locally, I was going to like meetups and things like that. And, and, and then being able to go to places that I enjoyed, even if it was like a coffee shop, you know, they have things that, you know, you can see it, that are like on a bulletin board or whatever, but there's so many different ways. Now I do think that people are looking to network and that are available, but I think, you know, starting with Facebook is probably one of the, you know, fastest and easiest ways to do that. Yeah. That's how we met, right? With the podcast yeah. group. Exactly. Yeah. But you posted something saying I'm starting a new podcast at, at the beginning of, of next year. However, right yeah. now, I just want to get my feet wet in podcasting. So I want to be a guest for a certain amount oh. of podcasts, right? So yeah, exactly. And like, look at, you know, it's like, I'm in Charlotte, you know what I mean? And it's like, you meet somebody, it's like, oh, cool. I'll meet. I just was on a call with somebody before this because of another group that I was in. And she was like, you know, in the UK. So it's, it's really interesting to be able to meet people all over the place. You know, I love it. I think online has definitely leveled the playing field because I, I do career coaching. And yeah. if it wasn't for the internet, I wouldn't know how to market myself nationally or internationally. But a lot of my clients are like 50% of my clients are from the States and then the other 50 are in Canada, right? And not even in my areas, like somewhere in other provinces. So it's really, I think online, the internet's a great tool if you make it a tool for good instead of, using it to complain or not being productive. Yeah, absolutely. I think it really has. And I mean, it's really just a push of a button, you know, to, to meet somebody. And I love the fact that when you're in these groups, you know, there's everyone's so like-minded and they, they're like hungry for that. Right. Because so it's like easy. Like, you, you know, when I posted something, you're like, yeah, let's go. And it's like, you know, it's just easy. It's not, you know, you're not really doing a lot of work. It's just putting yourself out there, you know, and having the courage to just, to just ask. So from a career perspective, yeah. let's say there's an individual out there that's listening that feels stagnant in their role and they have that limiting belief that they can't move up. They don't have the skills to move up or they don't have the skills to transition to another uh, company or another uh, field of expertise. So what type of guidance could you provide them or what strategies could you provide them to help them get out of that rut? Okay, is identifying that I, I first of all is identifying, you know, what it is that you really truly want, you know, and so like, where are you right now? So for example, if they want to, you know, really move up the corporate ladder, and they want to be, you know, if they want to be, let's say it, whatever position is the highest position, you know, and where are you right now? Where are you currently, you know, and so because we always want to know where we want to go, right? Because I think that's what happens is we know we don't like where we are. But you really, you can't, you want to know like, what, what is it that you really, truly want to do? So, you know, and, and maybe that's the next level up or something. And so for them, it's like, well, what is standing in the way of that? You know? And so then it's, it's okay. I, you know, I don't know enough. I don't know this. I don't know that. And then I would have them start 
like looking at it and, and writing it all out because once you get it out, you can look at it. And then if they say like, well, I don't, I don't know enough. Okay. So what does enough mean? You know, what is it that you need to know? Start asking questions and challenging these beliefs. Because when you start to actually ask the questions and challenge them, you start to, to realize you're like, well, that's not even true, you know? And so I know like for me, if I were to write down like, you know, I, I don't know enough. Okay, well, what is it that I would need to know? Well, I need this, I need this, I need this, you know? It, so does that mean you have to go back to school? You know, does it mean that, you know, you just have to get a mentor? Does that mean, and it's like, once you start to really break these little things down, you actually will come up with an answer. Because we, we really know everything. We do. Like internally, we know it. It's just sitting down and allowing ourselves to just be present with ourselves. So doing something like that is just like writing out where you want to be and allowing yourself to just bring these beliefs out on paper. Get, just let them out. And don't be afraid of them. Don't judge them. It is what it is. And then to just challenge it and say, well, or I don't feel like I'm good enough. Okay, so what have you done before, you know, that is that you've accomplished? What have you overcame before? Because when you start to see those things for yourself, that's when you start to be like, you know what, I was, you know, I went through this before, you know, I, I did this before, I, I've been here before. So I have overcame this, you know, I, I have overcame that. And so again, that's, you'll be able to start to see things differently. And then you'll have like an action plan for yourself. To go back to what you said, like deep down, we know what the answer is. I think deep down, everybody does know what the answer is, but they don't want, they, they don't like the answer. So they try to avoid not doing it. So for example, let's say I know deep down that I have to do video to grow my business, but I, I, but I don't want to do video. So I would try to find other ways to not do video to still grow the business. Right. So I, I get what you're saying. Like deep down, people really do know the answer. They just don't like the answer. Exactly. They don't, they don't want to, they want to avoid it. It's like, Oh, I don't want to see this. And that's why I was saying, don't judge it. It's just, it is what it is, but you get to choose, you know, and Hey, if you're able to build your business without, you know, having to go on video or doing the things, I mean, look at that. That's a win, right? Like you're like, okay, I didn't want to do this, but this is what I did do, you know, or at some point, you may have started something else, let's just say, like, you know, if you don't want to go on video, but let's say podcasting, or let's say what, you know, there's something else that you are, is building up that confidence where, guess what, it might be a year from now, or maybe six months from now, where you're like, I'm not afraid of video anymore, and you just hop on, and you just start doing it. Do you know what I mean? So it's like, it's starting to build that muscle, you know, of, of just overcoming things. And then once you start overcoming some things you'll be able to overcome the big things that you don't want to do too. Repetition and baby steps, right? It is. It's, it's so, I know. And we, oh, well, because in our mind, it's like this, it's huge, right? It's so big. And we just, it's, it's kind of can be crushing and paralyzing at times. But if we just literally just take that second to kind of break it down, you just need to know what's the next action step you need to do. That's it. You know, just the one little action step. It goes back to working backwards. If you just focus on the big granular goal, but there's no steps in between, you think this is this enormous impossible goal to reach. But if you break it down to actual steps in small chunks and just check mark one item at a time, then you can start seeing that progress and get closer to that goal, right? 
Absolutely. And it is, it's like working backwards, you know, and I was the same way. I used to be so caught in the vision. I loved it, but the detail things or the, the steps to things, I would be like lost. And one of the things I will say is if, if anybody's there right now where they're like, what do I do next is one definitely like I started working with coaches because I just wanted to get to things faster right? Because I was like, okay, I don't know, but if somebody else can help me see what I'm not seeing. So I was doing something like that. But also in your network, there are, which, you know, I'm sure everyone, you know, you have, you have really great people that do really great things. Find the people that are, who is really good with like staying on task? Who is really detail oriented? Who is really, you know, when I started to, to not, to stop beating myself up because I wasn't great at everything, I started finding the right people. And so by doing that, we are able to network with each other and support each other through things. And again, that helped us to overcome some of this, the, the beliefs that we had about ourselves. It wasn't maybe that I was not good enough. I just didn't know how to do something. I needed someone to teach me or show me. Once I was able to learn, now I can do it. Do you know what I mean? So it's, it's, it's a, a combination of things too. And just going back to that fear of success real quick. So let's say from a career perspective, they end up getting that position, but now they're nervous because now it's a new thing. They finally got what they wanted, but they don't think they're prepared. It goes back to that imposter syndrome. And I was like, okay, I don't know if I'm ready for this. So, so what's some like mindset exercises that one could use to ensure that they keep going and keep building that confidence? Because they've already made that big step on accomplishing that goal, but now they want to maintain it and go to the next one after. Yeah. Celebrate yourself. You know what I mean? That's one of the things I feel like we, we don't do enough. You know, we, we get to where we, we want to, we think we want to be. And then we're just like, okay, what's next. So taking that time to celebrate you're here, like there at this moment, at one point you were hoping to be here and you're here. So now that you're here in this, in this space, it's, it's almost like looking at your, I guess, future self or this, you know, person that you're becoming and seeing what qualities and what um, characteristics and, you know, what, who are, like, what are they, you know, so, well, they're confident, you know, they're, they're consistent. They are, you know, people oriented, team player. So when you're able to see that and you're like, okay, you know, where I, where am I like with this scale of one to one to five, even, you know, and so then you're like, okay, how am I going to show up tomorrow as this, as this team player? What do I need to do, you know, to step into that, you know, best version of myself. And when you look at it like that and start almost like evaluating you, you stop worrying about everybody else. You know, you stop worrying about like, I don't fit in here. I'm not good enough. You know, that kind of thing, because it's just you versus you. So Staying focused on that, I do believe, you know, is, is something that, okay, I just have to, you know, move it up a notch a little bit here. You know what I mean? Here, there. So as you do that, again, you start trusting within yourself and you start building up your own confidence in that way. Great. And I want to end this podcast episode with one question for you that I ask all my guests. So my podcast is about helping professionals overcome career challenges, whatever they may be. So for you, what has been one big career challenge or obstacle that you've had faced during your professional life? And what steps did you take in order to overcome it to get to where you are today? 
Well, yeah, I think the biggest obstacle was myself. <laughs> I had to overcome myself. I did. I had to just just overcome. I just remembered like being like I was always looking for everybody else, like answers. I was always looking outside of me. I was giving my power away. And I think the main thing is um, if you're not sure is to get someone that can support you through that mentor, coach, something, you know, to really support you through that and keep you in alignment. But I think that was one of the biggest things for me was, was getting over myself, stop looking around and worrying about what, what everybody else was doing, why I wasn't doing it and start, I started to focus really inward uh, and, and what is it that I want to do? What, what lights me up? And once I was able to start focusing on what it is that I wanted to do, that was when I started to like my self-worth, my self esteem, self-confidence really started to grow because I realized that no one's going to do anything like me. And so I think that was, that was like one of my biggest things of overcoming was I had to be like somebody else. Great. And that wraps up our episode for today. I really appreciate your uh, time coming on my podcast is discuss overcoming limiting beliefs and then fear of success and fear of failure. So how can people connect with you to learn more about what you do and how you can help them? I am on, um, well, we have a, a free group. It's a free community. If you want to join that, it's on Facebook and it is self mastery mindset. It's, and it says entrepreneurs, you know, it's from stressful to successful. So I have a group that way. And I'm also, um, just we just started our Instagram page too, which was which is self mastery mindset. So Facebook group for sure. That's where you can find me all the time. So I'd love to have you guys. Thank you so much for having me on today too. Thanks again, Mara. You shared some amazing insights that my listeners will definitely be able to utilize and build their career. So thanks again. Oh, awesome! I'll, I can't wait to have you on when mine's up and going too. Well, let me know once it gets launched in the beginning of next year, just send me a message and we'll get something set up, right? Perfect. Yeah. Thank you. Have a great day. Thank you again to Mara for coming on my show and providing some strategies and exercises to help my listeners take the first step in overcoming their limited beliefs in order to achieve their full potential and build a career that they want. To hear my insights on this topic, Make sure to check out ChanCap this coming Friday, which will be available on all popular podcast platforms. So make sure you subscribe so you don't miss out. Again, as a quick reminder, if you're currently a job seeker or professional looking for some career advice to get you to the next level, then come join my Facebook group where I post daily content on topics such as career advice and provide job search tips in order to help you land your next opportunity. My Facebook group link is in the show notes, or you can type up my Facebook group name on Facebook, Career Advice with Chan with a Plan. Again, this is Chan with a Plan, the podcast. I'm your host, Max Chan, and I thank you for listening.